bottle man, fist bottle man. My name is Ryan. Welcome to Ryan and Adam. Blah, 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 blah. Welcome to Ryan and Adam's show. That song was "Piss Bottle Man" by Mike Watt. That yep. goes out to Van Dude LLC, um, former guest Seamus, huge listener. He's always out there in the van. So oh. if you need something transported, listener, check <clears throat> out Van Dude LLC on the old Instagram socials, what have you. Oh, cool. I was wondering. I never. I don't know that song. No, but you are a bit of a piss bottle man, if I'm not mistaken. I've dabbled in, <laughs> I've dabbled in piss bottle. Sure, I've dabbled. I mean, uh, that's a that's a state of mind. There. Well, who? I to mean, be the piss bottle man. Listen, I've I've tried to quit it, but you know what <laughs> you it is. Tried to, you're still on it. You're well, st- <laughs> no. Let me let me rephrase. Like, I'm not. I'm still not against it. Let's put it that way. I'm not against it, I guess, on a road trip, maybe. But then you have to properly dispose of the bottle. Oh, yeah. I've been on litter detail where oh, you yeah, find piss got, bottles. Yeah, you see them on the side of the road oh, all yeah. the time. They're not sne- They're not rare. I don't know. I, you know, I was going to say I would not recommend it, but that's not true. I do, I <laughs> you just, do recommend it's it. It's a weird thing to do. I don't know why I always talk about doing it on here. It's not mm. something I do all the time. Wait, you talk about doing it all the time? I feel like we've talked about me peeing in bottles so much on here. At least one other time, I would say. But really, there's only one major thing that we need to address, and that's that there's been a major, huge aesthetic change to the show. And that is that Ryan chopped off his lion's mane. I have chopped off my hair. It was time. You know, sometimes you just know when it's time for something. I'm, I'm thinking it's a mistake. 
I think it was a mistake. You, but how, but I, I think you should have kept it. Do you think I should have trimmed it? Like, I couldn't just keep going forever and longer and longer and longer. I mean, at what point was I supposed to cut it? I don't know. I think you could have just... I kept suggesting to you, why don't you just get it trimmed an inch or something, and you were just not willing... It was an all-or-nothing move Do you move know what a you. pain in the ass this hair was after a while? I, I, it just it drove me nuts after a while. It was hot. I'm working in it. It's sticky. It's matting and dreading because I'm, I'm not very good at taking care of it. It was irritating, and I, listen, I loved it. And I am very grateful that I have such good hair. But I, I like going from one extreme to the other. I even shaved, which that was sort of coincidence. But I like, like, okay, let's... Let's start over. The weirdest part was when I got rid of all the hair, I saw how fat and old I've gotten in the last couple years. Yeah. And that was a bit of a bummer. <laughs> but, the, like, I don't know. I, I hardly even notice because this is who I am most of the time. It's only been, like, a, a year and a half and really only a year that it was very long. So, you know, I'm just going back to Ryan Prime. That's all. Well, R.I.P. Ryan the Lion. It was beautiful. It was. Uh, it brought a tear to my eye while it lasted. I think it really suited you. Well, you never... You never said that when I had it. Yeah, well, sometimes sometimes you don't know what you got until it's gone. <laughs> what the fuck? You can't, like... I know some people said that they liked it, and some people said that they didn't. My, my sister said uh, she didn't like it. All right. So I said, she goes, I said, a lot of people like it, you know. And she goes, yeah, but probably not any girls. And I said, some girls. No, but I, 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 I get why there are people... Um, who cut it very, very short. I don't know how girls do it that have long hair or guys, but mo you must be honest, mostly girls have long hair. I don't know how they do it. It's a lot of fucking work. I don't, it just seems like too much work. Well, you've unburdened yourself. I've unburdened myself. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? It looks okay. It looks all right. It's not a, it's not a great haircut. It's you do not. have a weird calic thing flipping up right there. Well, she, this girl, you could tell did not know how to cut hair. <laughs> well, to cut hair this long. She was like, "What?" I go, "Can you just cut it all off?" And she was like, "What? What do you? What?" That's that's strange. She's I like, feel I, like that would be, um, you know, in the first or second class of well, haircutting school. She was very young. She seemed younger than us, so she might be brand new on the job. And she was like, "Can I send a before and after to my boyfriend?" Like this was very <laughs> new for her. And I don't think she did a terrific job, I'll be honest, but I just needed it off my goddamn head. It'll grow back, you know? I don't think I'm going to go bald anytime soon. No, you have a, you have luscious, luscious hair. I might get a little that's bald good. spot on the top of my head at some point. But yeah, that's usually, yeah, the back top. Yeah. That, even, a, even the man with the most thickest yes, head of hair eventually. will eventually lose that down the line. You know, maybe around age 65, what a 70. Shame. Well, I, well, then I'm okay. I We're mean, all just rotting from the inside uh, out. I've been thinking a lot about it, but we don't have to get into that. You know, so we've been hanging out uh, <laughs> a lot. This is the second time in 24 hours I've seen you. We, yeah. yeah. We decided to go to a, an extremely late film I for us. I don't regret it, but I don't really like seeing movies that late. Yeah, that was... Yeah, at the at the time, I, I got pretty pumped because it seemed very novel to go to a movie at ten fifteen. But it's just not something I can do anymore. I really felt my age with that. Speaking yes. of rotting from the inside, because <laughs> you get home at like one a.m. and you're like, "What the fuck am I doing?" Well, uh, I, I blame you for for this. Why? By the way, because you asked me a week ago if I wanted to see it, 
Yeah. I didn't answer. Yeah, classic. And then I asked you last night, or I didn't ask you. You just said, oh, by the way, I would see that movie. I said, I would see that movie, and you said something like, all right, cool, uh, tonight's probably a little late, though, right? And, <laughs> and that's why I blame you, Well, because that's all it took. I had a few um, plans, and not really plans, but I had a few things that I could do in motion on that Saturday night. But I, I really wanted to go to the movies. I, I, I don't know why. Sometimes that just hits you. So when you said that, I was like, oh, well, I mean, it, it's we could do it tonight, right? Or mm-hmm. is it too late? And then you were like, let's do it. Let's get Jordan peeled. And I'm like, all right, <laughs> let's do it. And I'm in. Uh, almonds. And then, you know, it's like after the eighth trailer and it's like 1030 at night, you're like, what the fuck am I doing? It was later. Yeah. 1045. The movie doesn't actually start. And then there was a trailer after the trailers ended. They showed the Nicole Kidman intro, which you all know. And if you don't, you better get your ass to the movies and see it. And then as soon as that ended, you're like, okay, here we go. The movie's starting. And then they had another trailer. It was like, what the fuck is this shit? Yeah. It was very bizarre. I I don't think, you know, I probably seen it before the trailer after the trailer. Is that a mistake or is that just like we're gonna we're gonna get you with one more? I think it's um, a studio choice. Yeah, they want to they want to just sneak it in there. They want the Nolan trailer. It's like okay, everyone's gonna be quiet. They're ready for the movie, and then we're gonna get you with the with the Oppenheimer. Yeah, but it's it's a little strange. Uh, I guess the last time I remember it happening was, but it was fake trailers. Was Tropic Thunder. Yeah, well, that's different. Oh, and maybe or like yeah, Grindhouse. Yeah, and Grindhouse but those did are, it too. Th- that's part of the movie. Right, that is true. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we saw Nope, and what did you uh, Nope the uh, the new movie there? What did you think? Uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a little different than his last two, which yes. I liked. I like uh, I like when directors, you know. Try change something. It up. Yes, change yes. It up. Try I, something different. I agree with you. You know, don't Wes Anderson yourself to death with whimsy. Yes, you know? you, don't even get me started. Yeah, you could see that it was still him. It was very much like, okay, this is very much a Jordan Peele movie, but it was like, let's see what else I can put in the toolbox. Let me try a little Spielberg. Let me try a little M Night Shyamalan. Like he was, yeah. trying some other things. Yeah, there was definitely a Close Encounters M Night. Shyamalan, like signs, kind it's funny. of. You, you said mix that to me at going the end, in there. You said that to me at the end of the movie, and I I was listening to a podcast today, the um, the Big Picture Show, which they 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 talk about movies, and they, they're interviewing Jordan Peele and everything. It's like these this big uh, podcast about Nope, and the, one of the first things the guy said was he was like, oh, I noticed that it had a little bit more of an M Night Shyamalan or like Spielberg feel and i'm like oh adam kind of nailed that but you could you could feel that yeah especially the spielberg you could feel that yeah that was palpable yeah but unfortunately um close encounters is not one of the most uh i don't really like it it's pretty boring did you ever hear john carpenter shit on it no there's an interview with john carpenter on the set of halloween where he just shits all over the out of here and he shits on um robert altman really just shits on lucas it's insane. Really? He admits that he liked Jaws. Everybody, I watched Jaws yesterday again for the hundredth time. That movie fucking rules. Everyone right. loves Jaws. Right. But he, he, you know, Spielberg was pretty new at that time. He'd only really done probably up to Close Encounters, and he just shits all over it. Oh wow! Did you find it? Yeah, I did find it. Do you want to play it or? Yeah, I want to play all it. Right. Now we're probably gonna have to. All right, good. What movies do you go to for choice? For entertainment yourself. A lot of old films, older films. Oh, yeah, this is Hitchcock, old. Hawks, Ford. Yeah. 
I like Polanski. You said it was on I like the, action films. the set of uh, I go to see Halloween. most movies I believe just so. to see if I can learn something. What about your contemporaries? Lucas, Spielberg, De Palma. I don't care for them. Any of them? I think George Lucas made a good film, American Graffiti. Very good. I think uh, Steven Spielberg, Jaws was good. You liked Jaws, but you didn't really like Close Encounters, no? Why? No, I didn't. I didn't care for it. It was pretentious, and I think it got out of control. And I think he lost control of it. There were parts of it that were not well done. Didn't have a single purpose in it. It went off in several directions. One of the things I admire about a great work is that even if it's flawed, that the director is completely in control of it. He directs the film or tells the story with a great deal of authority. And I felt that that wasn't there in Close Encounters. Can't you envisage sometimes movies being directed by people who are on the edge of experimentation with a form or with a subject and who are investigating them? I'm thinking of people like Altman in Nashville, for example, where you oh, feel that he's stretching the boundaries up. of narrative. That's one way to look at it. Another way is he's flogging around in the swamps. I don't care for Altman's work at all. Whoa. I think he's not a good filmmaker. Not a good filmmaker. Not a good filmmaker. What? I'm in the minority. I know a lot of people respect him and like his films. I don't care for them. They're slightly masturbatory. I think I we love like this. the clock to stop to about 1948. How crazy is that? That would be fun. That was when I was born, but so I, I, I like don't, I don't know the I rest like of this. Red River or something. Yeah. Red River would be fine. I, you could go up into the 60s. But, uh, it goes as far as Rio Bravo, perhaps. Rio Bravo. Bravo. Yeah, I gotta see Rio <laughs> not, Bravo. Yeah, he keeps going. Not, I never uh, saw the rest of this interview. Oh, yeah. It's only there's only <laughs> ten more seconds. Oh, not even. The be the uh, dude. This he's, guy just, is he's just sitting there smoking cigarettes <laughs> and just destroying his contemporaries as plus our Altman. As far as I know, has not even made a super successful movie yet. On the set of what would be his biggest movie. And he is just shitting all <laughs> over the biggest uh, movie uh, directors, uh, contemporaries anyway. That was amazing. I, I, got, I love that. I don't, I, so do I, but I don't totally agree with him. I think he's like an old uh, grump. Although I will say. He was it, a young grump there. And this is kind of why I don't love Magnolia, though I do really like it. It's the most Altman movie that he's done. and Alt Of Paul Thomas Anderson's yeah. movies. And Altman movies, he's not 100% wrong. I liked them. Um, I didn't see Nashville, but I liked, uh, sh I think, Shortcuts I liked. Mm. But he's not 100% wrong. Like, they are, like, flabby. Like, yeah. they are movies where it's like, oh, what if we try this over here? And what if we try to do... And there's nothing wrong with that. Some people can really pull that off, but uh, it's Carpenter likes what he likes. He likes... You know, straightforward. Kurt, Kurt Russell's got to get into the city and save the president. That's yeah. it. There's a it, we're, we got we have a plot. It goes in like, don't fuck around. That's more on my level as well. I know you've literally said that. I think. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I always thought whenever there's a big ensemble cast movie, maybe eight times out of ten, the actors are all just trying to out do each other and outact each other stand out one up each other yeah. and i can feel that in a big way and a lot of times and i i'm not into that which is you know i've experienced that with some altmans i would say yeah yeah i don't hate any of those movies but like i said i do think they're a little he's not wrong about the masturbatorial thing i think even paul thomas anderson has admitted that he, he's like, if I was making Magnolia now, I'd easily cut out like 20 minutes of that. Yeah, well, I mean, there's always an ego thing that's going to yes. be behind your director. You yeah. know, your director's ego will be, you know, maybe it's close to the surface. Maybe it's not so close to the surface. I don't know. And I didn't love 
close encounters. So yeah, that's how we got here. The yeah. whole reason we're we're here is because we're talking about Nope and how it was reminiscent of Close Encounters. And I will say, Nope is pretty slow moving for the most part. Yeah, I, this is a problem I have with a lot of these um, like prestigious horror movies. I I like the idea of like a slow burn or taking your time to a certain extent. Sometimes I think these movies are setting up all these weird mysteries. Like, mm. what could this mean? What could that mean? And then it doesn't really pay off until the last hour. Right. And on rewatch, it's like you don't want to rewatch the movie then. Yeah. Because you're like, now I'm going to rewatch this movie and it's going to be like, I got to sit through this fucking hour and I'm not feeling the same tension. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, sometimes I don't like that. Yeah. It's like too slow the first hour. Yeah, definitely. It felt like his um, biggest. You know, th- there was something yeah. th- about maybe he was making a spectacle. Yeah, just the a movie vast, theater movie. Yeah, the vastness of yes. the landscape. Yeah, and uh, it had a lot going for it. Yeah, there was a lot. Uh, listening to this podcast, they're talking about the idea of like film and trying to capture things on picture, and then there was some really like heavy-handed stuff with like TMZ and some stuff mm. like that. But like then like. But then there'd be stuff like, I don't want to spoil, but like the ape, I'll just say that scene is awesome. Yes. And I get that thematically it connects mm-hmm. to the, the movie, but like, wouldn't it have been better if we, it doesn't feel like plot wise it really connects with no. the movie. Maybe if they had explained that that's the reason the jupe kid is the way he is now, maybe if they had like connected that, or maybe you're supposed to connect those dots, but it felt very like, we're just going to show you something that's cool. Like, again, like, it just kind of felt like he had a lot of really great ideas. And, uh, but I don't know that it, it felt, it felt like maybe it wasn't baked fully or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what did I say to you? No comedy or horror movie should be more yes. than two hours. I, it too, it, it was too long. Yeah. It's for sure too long. And cause when you first, I don't want to get on a spoil, but when you first learn kind of what the uh, extraterrestrial is, mm-hmm. I've never seen a movie do what it does, right. like how it's done is really cool. Yeah, visually, yes. very cool. It looks really cool. But then you're like, okay, that was the that was the peak. And then it's like, no, we're going to do it again, it felt like almost. Like yeah. it felt like it, the movie went just a little too long. But yeah. um, I don't know. There's some really cool scenes and ideas. and yeah, There's something very organic about the look of, yeah. this, of this monster. Yeah, it's very... It feels real, and yet I've never seen a monster or a, a creature. I don't know how to describe it without spoiling. I've never seen it look like that yeah. before. It's cool. It was cool. Yeah. And it's fun, but uh, none of the jokes really work for me. Oh, no. Yeah, that was one thing that we mentioned. Yeah. Uh, that was immediate. I, I, I'm pretty sure if you if you saw it in a crowded theater, which we did not, it was not crowded at 10, yeah. Uh, 15. Yeah. Um, it, yeah, it's a movie theater movie. For there sure. would probably be uh, laughs, uh, laughs. Yeah. But Ryan and Adam sitting in the dark <laughs> are that it wasn't. It didn't that land. Funny. The, the jokes didn't really. They didn't land. land. There's some fun references to like the Scorpion King and stuff. Like there's some yeah. fun little references that he always kind of does. But I don't know. I listen. I liked. I liked Get Out a lot, but I don't know if I liked it as much as some. Mm. And I thought Us was pretty cool, but I don't know if I'll ever rewatch it so like i think he's really good i just none of these movies i didn't it doesn't like blow me away or anything you know, jordan peele has great trailers yeah his, <laughs> his trailers are amazing and uh you don't really get the full feel of it until you see the movie because yes. you realize 
there was this just massive part that was held back. Yes. And massive. That, and that's yeah, and it's that's usually the more interesting part of yes. the story. Yeah, you're right. The it, part that you don't see is usually he's holding back, which is cool. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. Would I watch this movie? Am I excited to watch it again? Not necessarily. Right. But I did like it. I did like it. So there we go. I'm you know, I actually feel like we uh we analyzed that movie a little bit. We don't we don't really do that. This is sometimes a movie podcast. Yeah, sometimes I th- I feel like we had a percentage of analysis in that that made it worth talking about. I like doing that. That's why sometimes when I see a movie and it's just like, "Ah, it sucked." Like when I left the theater <laughs> last night, part of the reason I don't like seeing movies so late is cuz I keep thinking about them and I like want to read about them or mm. listen to a pod or something and it's like, "No, I have to go to bed but like i like doing that well right well, well me saying that was mostly me just john carper during my own podcast because oh, I, yeah. I feel like a lot of times i we don't really get to the analysis no usually we just say yeah it's pretty good yeah, oh, yeah. something like that yeah. so there you go people there you have it there you have and also it's just cool nowadays it's sad to say this but to see any original mm-hmm. movie any I think that's one of the reasons why some of these original movies that aren't that great that we don't love mm. get rave reviews because I think critics are just like, oh, shit, something that doesn't have Thor in it, I think, is exciting yeah. for them. <laughs> I also saw the Brad Pitt uh, bullet train Did movie. you really? Does Thor show up? Uh, yes. <laughs> was it good? Uh, it was about what I expected, I'll say. There's a, you know, it's, it's an action movie. This is me going to not analyze it whatsoever that doesn't seem like the kind of movie that you really can analyze it's it's an action movie and brad pitt's on a train (laughs) yeah there's a bit of it's it's an ensemble cast it's cheeky though right yeah it's a cheeky action movie i was thinking about how you probably wouldn't like it yeah there's a couple of i guess like cutaway gaggy things that happen which um not my favorite especially in an action movie say action comedy there were some funny parts. It was very violent in this new um, CGI violence thing. Yeah. Really, with CGI violence, you can do some crazy violent things throughout the entire movie. Yeah. Just heads getting cut off. Expl- and people exploding. People yeah. getting stabbed in the throat. Yeah. And blood is everywhere. And yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of funny, cool things in that but overall you know plot wise yeah it's just ah, yeah. i saw what the, are you gonna do did you see the gray man no i haven't watched it because it feels it was cheeky it feels similar yeah cheeky action movie the new action movie thing again i don't hate marvel movies but i do think they kind of have helped push this mm. is this kind of action movie where nothing matters right like the stakes don't matter yeah. It's very like, wink, get it? Ooh, that was crazy, huh? Like, it's very like, ah, I kind of would like to care a little. <laughs> Can I please care, like, a little? So, like, it's like the gray man, it, it, it's the Russos who do Marvel movies. Oh, okay. And it feels very much like they want to make, like, their version of, like, Mission Impossible or, like, their version of, like, a 90s action movie. Mm-hmm. 
And the cast is cool, like Chris Evans and, and Gosling and all the characters are cool in it. The little girls. Just from, all the hottest male actors yes, in the world yeah. in one movie. And then like that Anna de Armas, who was in The and Last James Bond. And one of the hottest yeah. actresses in the world. And then there's a child actor, so please don't say hottest. But uh, <laughs> the one from Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is all right. She's good. And uh, But yeah, it's and Billy Bob Thorne's in it, the hottest Billy Bob. Hey, I love Billy Bob. So like, it's fun. It's like a fun time. But it's like way too long. The action is all like cartoony CGI where you're like, I'm not even like in this. Is it uh, like a rated R or is it more of a PG-13? I think it's probably rated R, but I don't remember anything right. too crazy. Well, back in the, I feel like a PG-13 today was probably, in violent, violent terms, was probably an R like 20 years ago. You know yeah, what I'm saying? It's pretty violent, but... Um, somebody really needs to do... Pretty bloodless too, though. Somebody needs to do a study on violence in movies and how it cor- how it's correlating with the rating over the years. That would be interesting to me. That would be interesting. I would say from the onset of PG-13 and what was that, the early, uh, the late 80s when they started with PG-13? Yeah. From that onset until now, you know, how many crazy violent scenes. It would be an interesting scientific uh, <laughs> study. It goes to show how much <laughs> these ratings things is a bunch of malarkey anyway. Yeah, it, it is true. This is a movie that's trying to appease everyone. Mm-hmm. So it's not it's not like... Yeah, super- it's on Netflix for, for F's, exactly. for F's sake. Although that Marilyn Monroe movie with that chick is going to be uh, NC-17. Yeah, which is rare. They yeah. don't really make NC-17 I said, movies. I think I said that's the first NC-17 streaming... Movie like, ever? Yeah, big, big, big movie ever, yeah. Do you think it's just a, a ploy? You know... Is it a ploy? I heard one person... I don't know. I remember how their involvement in the movie, but they said they were like, I'm really surprised that, that they, it got an NC-17. And so that made me think, like, is this all? Is it all hype? Yeah. I don't know. I can almost see it. Or maybe Netflix is just chicken, so there's, like, any degree of um, ugliness or adult themes, and Netflix is just like, whoa, we're Netflix, you know? We make movies with Chris Evans. <laughs> like, you know. Did you watch the trailer for the Marilyn Monroe I did. movie? Yeah. And um, how do you feel about? I think the the biggest thing I was reading about it, and I noticed it was the accent. Yeah, I was surprised. Everyone kept saying she transformed, and she looks like good in it. Like I'm sure she's gonna be fine. Yeah. She, I, I don't have any I, problem with her. But like, am I a jerk it, off? For, it didn't seem like she really lost the accent. Really. Yeah. But. Am I a jerk off for nitpicking? An accent. Everyone's sort of this... nitpicking her as Marilyn right now. Yeah, she's being sort of ripped apart uh, online by I the mean, ner- by the nerds. So by the yeah, weirdos. so that's that's why I feel like a jerk off. But I. But at the know, same time, I couldn't do it any better. You know. But. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't. I can't do a good accent. So why should I care if, if maybe she it's, can? Maybe it's an essence thing. Maybe I don't think it's even a hundred percent true. Well, yeah. The, I guess I think it's like an essence. Well, that's what they said about Nicole Kidman in the uh, the movie about Lucille Ball. Oh, right. How she didn't look anything like her. And they're like, it's not 100% based on true events. Like, for, like- for some reason, yeah, um, visually, I can... Forgive. I can, I can forgive, but when... An accent. When the accent is there, it's very especially when difficult. It's, especially when it's not somebody doing a bad accent, but it's somebody who seems to not be able to lose their own accent and that feels like well you should probably be able to do that if you're going to play a role right yeah 
But who knows? I only saw a trailer. It is, yeah, you're right. It is different when you're not trying to do an accent. You're trying to lose... An accent. Well, I guess you are trying to do the American... Yeah, I guess you're right. It's Yeah, look look at us. But it's like if somebody was... Um, if a British actor was playing Tom Hanks and he was doing... Uh, and it was NC-17 and he was doing a British accent, you'd be like, well, that's not Tom Hanks. That's some British guy. It's true. So it's like... They're not them. They're just playing a character. I think it's... it's Sometimes yeah. people can get a little nuts with this shit. I think it's... Uh, you know, it's good for her that she got this huge role. She seems... A starring role. Because she's always been like a, you know... a she, Yes. A co-starring... She shows up to... In, in this new movie, Grey Man, she's basically playing the exact same thing she did in the new Bond. Yeah. She shows up to, like, look good and do karate chops. Right. Yeah. <laughs> And so, and and then and she, I've never had a problem with her. I think she's good, but it'll be telling to see her actually have to do a dramatic thing. I mean, yeah, maybe she's so good, you know. You maybe she see. kills it, or maybe she sucks shit. Yeah. You know, there's only one way to know. Yeah, man, we're talking about movies a lot on this podcast today. Yeah, it's almost like it's a movie podcast. I watched a movie today that if you if you want, we can bring up. All right, what movie was it, Ryan? I watched uh, a movie I have never seen. The 2000 classic, Final Destination. <laughs> have you ever Have you ever seen? No, no, I, I've I haven't heard anything good ever. About um, it. <laughs> uh, well, there's a reason I haven't seen it in 22 years. But I will say, uh, I didn't hate it. It was kind of fun. You know, it was going to be an X Files. Oh, was it? The director is an X Files director and writer, and um, it was going to be an X Files episode. You know, which makes sense. These teenagers have a premonition, so they avoid death, yeah, and yeah. that death is stalking them. Yeah. There's even FBI agents in the movie. You're like, oh, I could see how this 100% would have been an X-Files episode. Mm-hmm. Um, it's so 2000. Yeah, uh, it's, it's really rough. Wow. Is it um, – I don't know if nostalgia is the right word. It's sort of douche chilly, but – I had fun with it, and I'm not gonna lie; they're all on HBO Max. So I'm like, all right, maybe I'll just fucking watch all the Final Destination movies. It wasn't, it wasn't a bad watch. You know how frosted tips were huge all the, over this in movie the, in the 2000s. Yeah, the main character has them in this movie. I feel like the frosted, you could see the frosted tips in the graphics. You know, like the opening credits. <laughs> like there's like some weird frosting on yes. top of the opening credits from every movie that was made from 1999 through They're maybe like, 2004 or something. I love the idea of a movie having frosted tips. They're also like incredibly overly lit. Yeah, like everyone's that's true. walking around and and the lighting is just blasting. Yeah, it's like you're, it's like you're in a Walmart or yes, something. Yes, that's what it feels like. It feels like the movie is filmed with uh these guys kind of looked like teenagers. They're definitely in their early 20s, though. Have you ever seen, like, I Know What You Did Last Summer? A long time ago. Same. I don't remember anything about it. Kinda it kind of felt like that a little. Uh, I, anyway, I didn't hate it. It was kind of cool, kind of fun for what it was. So I'll watch the next one. I had a, a music teacher uh, give us an exam on Halloween, and he said, uh, for extra credit, put your the name of your favorite horror movie, and you, it could be anything as long as it's not this one horror movie that stinks and of course it was it was 
turned out being Final Destination. Awesome. Luckily, nobody put it. Can you imagine yeah. if you're like a freshman in high school? That's the one movie. And yeah. you pick that, and you're the only one in the class that didn't get <laughs> extra credit because you have bad taste in our movies. Yeah. I also look at it like, you know how you watch like an old 80s horror movie, mm. and it reeks of 80s. Yeah. I kind of watch it. I kind of look at it like that, where it's like, it's easy for me to get like cringy because I remember that time period sucking so much. Yeah. At the same time, like, it's kind of neat that it's a time capsule of that period. I suppose so. Yeah. yeah. If you watch it in that way, it's sort of fun. It's yeah. like, oh wow, look, look at the frosted tips, and like, look <laughs> at this shitty actor who thinks he's um, who the fuck's that shitty actor? Ryan Phillippe. He 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 is shitty, but no, I'm thinking of the guy from um, although he's great in MacGruber, I think, but uh. The guy from, um, I know what you did last summer. Uh, what the fuck's that guy's name? John Leguizamo. He's a junior. Freddie Prince Jr. Oh, Freddie Prince Jr. Yeah, another yeah. actor of that yeah. time and place. Yep. Yeah, he was in uh, 24. Yeah. That was, that, that, was the most, <laughs> that was the most recent thing I could think of that Freddie Prince. Oh, no, he was in a commercial with his wife, he was Sarah in Michelle S- Geller. The Scooby-Doo last movies. Year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I believe he met Sarah Michelle Geller, I think. On I Know What You Did last oh. summer, I think. Was she in that? Yeah, I believe so. Oh. I thought, yeah. she, I thought that was Jennifer Love Hewitt. She's also in it. Wow, this, these these actors that it's almost like those names exist in a time capsule. Yeah, it's like when... I wish I could think of the 80s. If someone mentioned like Phoebe Cates or like... Sure, um, yeah. Like Andrew McCarthy or something. It's like these names where you're like, oh, these people that just kind of like exploded yeah they existed for four years and then they died <laughs> they exploded and now they're just sort of frozen in amber in this <laughs> shitty fucking decade but yeah it's uh i think that was one of the worst times ever in the history of uh the human species was was like 97 to 2004 <laughs> right right when i started developing memories that yes. i can that i can remember yeah 97 to 2004 memories you, that i can remember if you listen to the well you probably have a lot of memories that you can't remember if you go back and listen to the music and the movies at that time holy mackerel yeah i just i just think of a lot of uh it was kind of when house music went mainstream. Yeah, and it was a lot of a lot of like boy bands. Yeah, and like pop, like Britney Spears and NSYNC, and just a lot of that shit. Yeah, and uh, and it sucked. <laughs> it really did. And now you can listen to it or watch it nostalgically, True. and kind of get a laugh. But man, was it was it shit? Oh boy. Can't wait to watch Final Destination 2. Oh man, are you gonna go through the whole uh <laughs> I'm just gonna stop. the whole all of them? It's like when I start a show, it's like now I never have to think like what am I gonna watch? It's like, all right, just fucking click the next one. Did you did you get any X-Files vibes from Nope? Um not really. Maybe other than the fact that it's just extraterrestrial. There were certain extraterrestrial scenes. One in particular where it turns out that it's not actually extraterrestrials. <laughs> you know the scene I'm talking about? Yes, I do. That felt X Files y kind of. But um Yeah, we, there weren't any FBI agents or anything like that. No, I'd say Final Destination had more of an X Files. It was more X Files than Nope. Yeah. I mean there literally was an X Files where remember there was a guy who couldn't die and it was because he had avoided death. And now oh, okay. he was so old that he was trying to find death. So that he could die. I need to rewatch all of the X Files. It was Vince Gilligan, and then there was another episode 
I think it was Van Skelligan. It was another episode. An actor from Final Destination mm-hmm. was in called Hunger. Oh, yeah. I remember. Is that the one where the guy's working at the burger joint? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one. It's from the point of view of the monster, and it was this really cool thing where it's like he didn't, which is probably true to life, he didn't want to be a monster, and yet he had this hunger for human brains that he couldn't resist. (laughs) That was fun. That was a cool one. I I liked uh, (laughs) that funny burger joint that he worked at. Yeah, then the dude from... um, Oh, from Lost. The guy from Lost. Yeah, he was in it too. And he says how he used to dunk his like balls in the in the mayo or whatever the <laughs> fuck he says. I forget, but I remember that. He says, I think he says, I used to, di- I dipped my boys in the coleslaw. <laughs> I think that was the exact word. Didn't Jeff use that? Like, yeah, he did. In a song? Yeah, he sampled that on uh, the Rift City, <laughs> Rift City album. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so that, that was my day. Fun. Yeah. That was good. Yeah, are we what what are we at? Yeah, we're we're doing all right. We got emails, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's yeah. do emails. Hey, uh, listener, did you see uh, Nope or Final Destination? Email us the truth at Ryan uh, the truth Ryan Adam at gmail and tell us something something. All right, we got an email here from uh, from a guy here named uh, Dylan. All right. Subject line: Pew pew. All right. Okay. Dear fellas, last week I went to a gun range. Now, first of all, I'm all about gun control to a certain extent. Nobody needs an AK-47. However, I did shoot an AK-47, and I heard I looked hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) It is good to know... Ooh, I pulled a U there. It is good to know how to safely handle a gun, though. I had never held one before, and it really was a lot of fun. If you ever want to hit the range, let me know. You need at least two people to be allowed to do it, which I guess is a good thing to so know psychos go in and go nuts on the place. Yeah, because never before has two psychos went nuts on a place. <laughs> anyway, he continues, have you ever gone shooting before? What do you think about gun laws? Love, Dylan. Well, that's a heavy one, huh? I, li- I like the thought of or the picturing being hilarious shooting an AK-47. It makes me think of um, Eastbound and Down when he gets his nephew Oh, sure. Like an AK yeah. and the kid is just shooting it. <laughs> um, yeah, I always feel like um, it, I, I've never really went to a gun range before. And I I get that. You see it in movies all the time where the character that never shot a gun before goes to a range and they shoot and they feel really powerful and yeah, things like that. the gun fever. Yeah, the gun fever, the American beauty or whatever the heck else yeah. other m- movies and shows have. So Always I, Sunny had a whole episode like that. Yeah, so I I wonder if that's how I would feel. Um, but yeah, I, I might have mentioned this before, but I, I feel the same way. Yeah, uh, I, I I have a fear of real guns. Real guns make me uneasy, but I love guns in movies. I love violent shooting I movies. I love them. If, if it if somehow they could prove that gun violence, that's why sometimes I'm like, I kind of understand these gun nuts who who are mad about losing their guns because I probably love gun movies as much as they love their guns, <laughs> and if they proved somehow that gun movies caused gun violence and they were like, we're going to stop making them. I would be just as like, eh, don't infringe on my rights. You know, <laughs> the difference is gun movies are made to be entertaining and guns are made to kill people. Yeah. <laughs> and so I don't care how you're using them. They're, they're created to kill. 
and but I I will say that I uh, I'm not anti gun. I have been to a gun range. Mm. You've shot some guns, and I shot some handguns. And I will say it was like the, a gun fever thing. You I caught you caught a little bit of gun fever. Did I, you? I absolutely loved it. It was so much fun. Um, it was scary, but it was uh, very exhilarating. <laughs> I would go with you, Dylan. I've never shot an AK. Sounds like a blast. Would love to. <laughs> I absolutely would love to do that. Having said that, I do think that gun, there should be gun control and that there's just way too many fucking guns and it's way too easy to get them. So I do – it is complicated. But they're fun. They are fun. Yeah. That's definitely one of the many political issues where you can't – or for me anyway, I can't go fully all the way on, on either of it, you know? You know I, I see – it's hard to yeah. It's now, hard. It's hard. You, nowadays, you got to go all the uh, way. Yes, exactly. Nowadays, I don't know if it's because the internet. You have to go all the way on on tough subjects, and most of the time, I don't. It's yeah. It's most of the time, like I kind of understand the argument for both. I, I restrictions like you, there's there has to be lines drawn and a lot of people don't like lines i've a lot met of people want the line to be way too far up you i've know? met people that are too into guns i asked a guy one time how many guns he had and he said 15 and i said to him i go that's insane like what you're not rambo what do you need they're expensive i'm not i don't really get it as a hobby but I'm not here to tell people that they can't have them right i just think certain ones they shouldn't be allowed to have and they, and and certain ones should be really really hard to get in all states. I just think there should be restriction. That's all. I have gun friends and family. Yeah. And my dad used to have them. And they, uh, generally speaking, one of my family members in particular, um, he doesn't go around talking about his guns. Yeah. He doesn't show pictures of his guns. Those people. Yeah. Yikes. And he he has them. That he's very into gun safety. He has a very serious uh, gun safe. Yeah. And uh, and it just likes like target, like gun ranges. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think it's the, yeah, I think the, wh- the, where do you, where's the line? Is it when you start putting pictures of your guns online? <laughs> when you, or when, when you feel like you have, you have to have tell the bumper people, sticker. Yeah. When you Is have that to the line? tell people like, it feels like you feel like you have to pump your chest about it because so many people don't like it. Mm-hmm. So you have to kind of go the opposite way and be like, like, oh, well, I have a gun mm-hmm. and like I love it. Mm-hmm. And as long as it's, it's always near me at home and as long as you know how to – it hits this point where you're like, all right, guy, calm down. I have hobbies too. I'm not like shouting them in people's faces. Like relax. Yeah. I think there's some people that are a little weird about it. But I don't think there's anything wrong with having a gun – well, I don't want one. I'll tell you that. Mm. Do you want to, Would you ever have a gun? Uh, I remember for a second I thought it would be cool to own a Walter PPK. Just because James Bond. Yeah. Can't argue with that. Yeah, I think I did. I was just, just curious. Let me look at the, the price. Yeah. I think they're almost maybe like a grand. But that was the only gun I would be interested in getting. You know? like, ah, My problem is I, I love playing, like if I have an airsoft or a fake gun, a prop, prop gun, yeah. I love playing with it so much because yeah. they're so cool and you feel like you're in a movie that I feel like I would – I'd be scared of it, but I feel like I'd be immature. Oh, I know, I know you love playing with gun <clears throat> props. Love it. I, I'm always the one that's, that's <laughs> like 
we're out we're, we're filming a yeah. movie and we're outside and you have these very realistic looking guns i'm like you gotta you can't be swinging that around outside i, in I don't public. even think about it i just, just love don't it because even- <laughs> i always think like if god forbid a cop came it's fake and you're and you're and i'm allowed to own this fake guns so i just don't know what they could i'm not robbing anybody with it i don't really maybe they could, you you could be causing distress or disturbing the peace maybe yeah. hey don't infringe on my rights all right my rights to own a fake airsoft gun. gun um and then there's always the possibility that in 10 years i'd be too drunk and sad and i would kill myself with it wow so let's go to the next email <laughs> uh thank you very much dylan that was uh an awesome email thank you thank you so much this one is from somebody that I am so happy still listens to this pod. All right. I haven't seen him in forever. It just warms my heart. Joe G. Oh, yeah, old Joe G. Now, he sent two, and I kind of have to read them back to back. Okay. The that's... second one's really short. Oh, great. All right. The rehearsal. Okay. Hey, Ryan and Adam. There has been a lot of great TV this summer, but wanted to shout out the rehearsal by Nathan Fielder. It feels like the proper sequel to Nathan for you. You really have to applaud this new show for keeping up with the awkward comedy and ability to find interesting people. I really hope it isn't revealed to be mostly scripted down the road, but if it is, they did a great job at playing into the awkward humor. Apologies if you've already talked about this show, but I can't recommend it enough. Speaking of proper sequels, I also wanted to shout out Josh Chen for the Schindler's List 2 pitch and Adam for reading. I could not stop laughing and have gone back several times to listen to oh, it. Oh, wow. I would absolutely watch that movie. Joe, thank you so much, Joe. That's awesome. That is. That's that's great. We got to start reading these emails faster. Yeah. And well, that's where the number two email comes in. Okay. Ha. Just, <laughs> just finished listening to this week's episode. Looks like my email was a week late. Glad you both are also enjoying this show. Yeah, we talked about we. I think we talked about the rehearsal the day he sent that oh, email. Oh, that that makes sense. Yeah. Um, are you caught up? No, you haven't seen the most recent one, right? No, I watched the the next two, and boy, howdy, what a what a ride the rehearsal is. It is fucking crazy. I think you got. It's wild. I, I feel like in this in this show, as opposed to Nathan for you. Um, the laughs almost come more from the lengths that he goes to and the amount of detail yeah, it's that like, it comes down to and less about, even though the people are still very quirky and weird, like, oddball people. I read he, to get from A to B, he goes to Z. Like he goes to these insane lengths. <laughs> Although I'm on a Nathan for you, um, group page on facebook oh whoa and big fan over here people and the guy robin the guy who crashed his uh Sion and doing 100 miles an hour from <laughs> yeah. episode two he joined the group and he's talking to us and talking to people and i read like an article about it like it became a thing and there's people in the group that are like are we on the rehearsal right now yeah. like that's how trippy and the most recent episode i won't say what happens because you haven't watched it but it it's about and it involves um, Nathan looking for actors. And so here's the thing. Nathan for you and rehearsal have always gotten criticism for how much of it is planned or written or manipulated. Is he manipulating the audience? Is he manipulating these people? And my opinion is like, I don't care. I'm, I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I love what watching the show and being like, is he going too far? Or like, is he tricking us? 
I love the depths and the complicated like lengths he will go to like get a point across or a joke across. Like that's so much of the fun of it. <laughs> yeah. And uh I'm and 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 makes it so interesting to talk about and I love it. I I it's like my favorite show right now other than Saul. And then yeah, and then one of the the best things that he does is when he finds a way to insert himself yeah, into it. He always did that in yeah. Nathan for you, but I feel like that's the biggest thing that he does that anyone else who does this kind of thing doesn't do is that right. it ultimately ends up being about him. Yeah. <laughs> this character that he's playing, it ultimately ends up being about it's almost is scripted because I think he's playing like a character and it's like it's about how this affects him and how he gets involved in it. And it almost ends up being more about that than the premise of the show. Yeah, but it's so sneaky the it's way so good. that he comes in and, and inserts himself into it. Yep. It's always like he dips a toe in. Yeah. And then before you know it, this his, one his whole uh in this season in this show, he's all in. All in on nice. the storyline. It's wild. It's uh I, I I'm a big fan, but um I'm really glad that because I was very bummed when Nathan for you ended. Yeah, and the finale, Finding Francis, feels almost like a backdoor pilot because he does a rehearsal in that. He like does a rehearsal for the old guy. If the old guy is to meet the woman, how will it go down? Oh, that's right, that's right. It almost feels like that episode. He, he was like, I kind of would almost rather like maybe I would like to do something more like this. I don't know. I wonder if there'll be a season two. I don't know where he's going to go with this thing. Yeah, and I, I like. Um... I I don't remember if it was the second or third episode where he realizes that you can't rehearse the way that you feel. Yes. So he finds a way to rehearse to rehearse the way that you feel. Yeah, in the third by, yeah. the third episode, he has to make this guy go through this orchestrated like story. This guy does not know he's along for in order to make him feel his normal feelings for the rehearsal. It's so fucking crazy. I, I love it. I love it too. I think it's awesome. Joe, uh, I'm Thank very, you, Joe. I'm so happy you still listen and you're emailing us. Thank you, Joe. Keep doing it, man. And, uh, do we want to do another? Uh, sure. Why not? All right. We'll do what? One more or where, where are we at? Uh, where we got time for one more. All right. This one, the subject is China. Ooh, Guns in China. We're okay. getting we're getting to the deep subjects here. All right. This is from Chris Carr. Oh wow, Chris Carr. Yeah, yeah. And he said, former guest, and he says, "Do you eat the whole wonton in one bite, or do you cut yours <laughs> into smaller pieces? Talk amongst yourselves." Sent from my iPhone. All right. Well, <laughs> I don't know if I've ever like what is a wonton. You don't. Uh, you've never gotten wonton soup. I'm not sure I've ever ordered soup anywhere in my life. Yeah, anywhere? Anywhere. Well, wonton soup is it's <laughs> broth, and then you have the wonton, which is uh, kind of like a um, the Chinese food um, ravioli. Oh, yeah, I've seen that. And within yeah. it, yeah, there's, like um, yeah. there's pork. And, uh, they're it very, sounds familiar. They're very tasty. They're very tasty. It's uh, almost like a dumpling almost. Yeah, they're uh, it's a dumpling that's not fried. It's it's okay. more just boiled in this broth. I'd have to assume I would pop the whole thing in my mouth unless it's big. Uh I feel like I I usually stick a fork and I take a bite cuz they're they, sometimes they can be very hot. 
Okay. And I don't like burning my mouth. I, I feel like I might be a one I biter. I care for it either. I might be a one biter with the wonton, but I mean, I'm sure that I've pop the whole wonton in my mouth from time to time you know every now and then you got to pop the whole wonton in your mouth i never i don't think i've ever ordered soup is that weird um no i very seldom order soup feels like a weird thing to order at, at work we get lunch often and sometimes i can't like they'll they'll go to burger places all the time and yeah, uh, I know. Sand and delis and I had five guys yesterday. That shit starts to weigh on you. Yeah, sometimes I, I you just gotta like okay. And I and I started ordering uh, a soup from this one place. It's it's quite good. The uh, what's it called? The old uh, those crab bisques, lobster bisques. The lobster bisque, like in Seinfeld. It, am I crazy for thinking? Would you put the soup Nazi episode of Seinfeld in the top ten episodes of Seinfeld ever? Is this your way of saying you wouldn't? Because I feel like the popular opinion would be that you would. Right. I don't know if I would. I've never ranked them. So That's what I was doing the other day. It's very hard. I hate ranking. But <laughs> I look up rankings a lot, but I hate doing it. It's like too much work. I I, uh, I think maybe. I mean, it's a classic. It is really funny. Yeah, I was just thinking because I just kind of rewatched all of Seinfeld in this uh, weird kind of TV comfort thing that I've been doing over the past few months. Describing my life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I rewatched almost all of Seinfeld and I decided I started looking up ranking lists and then I started to make one of my own because some of the, the ranking lists that I, I, I came across really surprised me. Yeah. Some really surprising choices. And when I was thinking about it, I mean, really the best part of the Soup Nazi episode is... The Soup Nazi. And, and But the best line is Jerry telling George to just let it go. Let it go, George. Yeah. <laughs> like, um, I also love... Isn't that the swoopy, schmoopy, schmoopy thing? Yeah. That's, that's funny. And it's also the one where the armor gets stolen, right? Yeah. That's pretty funny. Those. Eh. I like that episode. I don't know. I wouldn't be. I don't think it would be in my top ten. What would be in your? I wouldn't have to do a whole ten. It's too many. But what would be like in your top five? I, I actually. Do you have a top ten list on you? Yeah, I. Uh, You're maybe, fucking nuts. Maybe, maybe I can. I could pull this out. Maybe I can. Maybe I can make this work. He he pulled it out. He, he took it out. Which one was that? Was that the uh, what song that you sing that's there? That's like the familiar. hamster dance. Is that remember that? that? Early internet there. I can't find. You know what I do? And this is stupid. This is really dumb. Is I uh, I email myself in my my texts to kind of. Um, as my notes app, because I don't know how to use a notes app. All right. How don't you know how to use a notes app? All right. Here's what I put. And this is just like, I wouldn't put this in any order. I put the contest. Yes, definitely. Chinese restaurant. Definitely. Marine biologist. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so. The opposite. Definitely. The boyfriend. That's the one with Keith Hernandez? Yeah. That's a good one, yeah. The fire. Oh, Yeah. The Soup Nazi's actually on this version of my list. Okay. And then I put the raincoats. All right. The close talker? Yes. Judge Reinhold? That's funny. And I put puffy shirt. And then I didn't even get to 10. So that was nine, the nine that I put down. So like, the, what about, isn't the raincoats like a two-parter and you're counting that as one? Yeah, I would count any two-parter. And the boyfriend's a two-parter too, yeah. I think. 
Uh, it is. Um, you know what's funny? I love the puppy puffy shirt, but when I first watched it, I knew it was kind of a big deal, but I didn't really get the big deal yeah. the first time I watched it. I'm like, okay, it's funny. It's a puffy shirt. I, I didn't really 100% understand the hype. Now I kind of appreciate it. he looks like a pirate. I don't, want, I don't want to be a pirate. <laughs> I think the first time I ever heard him do that joke was the... Because he used to watch reruns, and he has cowboy boots. And they're like, you could be a cowboy. And he's like, I don't want to be a cowboy. <laughs> that was the first time I – but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I, it's so hard to say, but those are – you mean you named – I mean, those are all amazing. You know what I would put on there? What would you put on there? Um, oh, my God. What is it called? The dinner party? The one where George has the Gore-Tex jacket. They're oh. buying the Bobkas. <laughs> I love that episode. I can't remember what it's called. It's it's hard to remember uh, what the episodes are called. That would be up there for me because of all the subplots. The opera is a good one. Yes, even Pagliacci. The, e- even the movie, also the outing where they think George and Jerry are gay. Man, Seinfeld just rules. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I actually, um, I, I read a couple lists that ranked all of them, like every God, single episode. What the hell did you have going on if that's what you're doing? Because I was also curious, what did people think were the worst episodes? I'm guessing the Puerto Rican parade. That was, was almost universally um, described as the worst episode. By the of way, Seinfeld. that's a good ep. I mean, that's funny. People just get upset because Kramer's stomping on the Puerto Rican parade uh, flag. It's a, it was like a controversial episode. That's a good one, though. And uh, what do you, think? you didn't like it? I mean, uh, a lot of the episodes by that point in the season. Yeah, isn't that the second to last episode yeah. too? Yeah, at that point, uh, the finale not not my favorite. Yeah, a lot of lists uh, didn't like the finale. I, I feel like... I didn't hate the finale, but I get it. I, I kind of feel like it gets too much flack. Like, what were they supposed to do? It's how, just, how are you supposed to end that it's show? It's just an ending. Get over it. Would right. you think it was going to be, like, lost? Like, yeah. what you think was... Go- you know what they should have done? Is they should have done... I, I've said this before, probably on the podcast, but they should have done, like... Um, I think Everybody Loves Raymond kind of did this. They should have just made it another episode. They should have just made it a good, solid, funny episode mm. and just ended it. They shouldn't have even tried to give it like this, like exclamation mark. They should. Yeah, and Raymond ended. Uh, spoiler alert for people that are really wanting to watch. Everybody <laughs> loves Raymond. They were dead the whole time. <laughs> he, yeah, he had a. Uh, Raymond has a brush with death at the hospital. Yes, and everybody thinks like for a split second, oh my god, is he okay? Yeah. And he turns out to, it turns out to be fine, and that is kind of the emotional, yeah. uh, sentimental crux of the, their finale. It's essentially summed up the title. Everybody loves Raymond. Yeah, and they were <laughs> they all, still love him. And then they ate dinner or breakfast or whatever, and then it ends. And it's yeah. so like Seinfeld should have just done something very Seinfeldian. It should have been them like you know some kind of like show about nothing ending. Yeah. It should have just been something very mundane. Them yeah. fighting over a parking space, you know, something <laughs> like that. And I think that's probably what they should have done. The problem with the finale is, like, the first part's pretty funny. But the second part is essentially just a clip show. Mm. And when they showed it, they opened with a clip show. They opened with that clip show that they did. Right. So it's like we just saw all the greatest hits clips, and now we're watching an episode that's showing us all the greatest hits clips. And it's kind of like I think people just wanted an episode. Mm. They probably should have just made a regular episode. But you know what? I didn't hate it. I think it does get too much flack. It's not terrible. Yeah. And then I actually, I went back and I rewatched the Curb Seinfeld season. Oh, that's a great season. And yeah, the re- recurring joke is, we already had one bad finale. Like, we can't <laughs> blow this. Yeah, and Larry always gets upset about it. 
Yeah. yeah. And then I don't I don't know how I feel about the actual Seinfeld that plays out in that. Some of it's pretty funny. But you know what? That's probably what a Seinfeld reunion would look like. Yeah, it's kind it's of kind of the point. It's kind of the point, which is is that something that you really want to see? Yeah. I think the way they did it is brilliant because you basically are getting that reunion, but like not really. Yeah. It's like, we'll give you the reunion, but it's through having to watch a season of Curb. Like, I think that <laughs> was genius. Yeah. That's the best way to do it. And this is a, the best way to end uh, this episode of uh, Ryan and Adam's show. Uh, not bad for our second take, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We had a little problems at the, in the first take, but do you think this take was better than the first take? The only thing that we really skipped out on was the talk about recycling. I feel like everything else pretty much got talked yeah. about. Uh, listener, would you like to hear us talk <laughs> about recycling? Which I think we already did anyway. And like littering, yeah. Littering and recycling. Email us, the truth, Adam at gmail.com, and uh, we'll tell you. We'll, we'll talk about recycling all day long, This people. is the one where we talked about nope and gray man and shit, right? Uh, yeah. This yeah. was good. Okay. This was a very full episode. I hope that you liked it out there. What Adam said is true. Email us at the truth, Adam at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, that's another episode. Uh, are we good? Yeah, man. We're, we're real good. I don't know. Uh, hasta lasagna. <laughs> don't get any on you. Yeah, I don't even know what to play. <laughs> I've said that before on here. Maybe I'll just end the show from now on with that. Yeah, hasta lasagna. Don't get any on you. Yeah, hasta lasagna. Or or um, uh, I don't know uh, Seinfeld. I was I was in the pool. If you see me walking down the street and I start to cry each time we meet, walk on.